John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Oh, hi, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. John, where are we? We are in beautiful West Seattle. That's great. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars, guitars, guitars. Heck yeah. That one, it's got the name prominently displayed right on the guitar. Sometimes I don't know what model I'm talking about. This one clearly says Sky Scorcher. Yes. Right? It does say Sky Scorcher. Yeah. It looks military. Sure. I have a non-zero amount of knowledge of weird experimental military aircraft. Well, wasn't Pops in the military? Pops was in the military, so we had actual aircraft identification books. Oh, you see that silhouette in the sky? Duck. Yeah, exactly. Well, this sky scorcher is made by Motander Guitars down there in San Diego, California. Lovely SoCal. And guess what? What? Justin Motander Jones, the builder of this fine instrument, yeah. is here to tell us all about it. Oh, man. Are we just going to talk military planes all day? Justin, are you into that? We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you? All right. I'm good. Cool. How's the weather down there in San Diego, Justin? It is sunny and about 85 degrees. Oh, <laughs> oh, lovely. We're into the rain. We're still in fire season down here, but uh, so far so good this year. That's good. You ever head out into the desert? A couple times a year, get out there, yeah. Palm Springs, maybe some Joshua Tree? Out to Borrego Springs. I don't know about that. Borrego Springs? That's a little further south. You know, we got our desert down here. Yeah, sure. SoCal is one of those hot spots for guitar manufacturing, but San Diego itself, is there much of a cottage industry down there? Well, you know, we got some big builders here. So Deering Banjo is in Spring Valley. Yeah. Taylor makes over 4,000 guitars a day here or some crazy thing between here and Takati. Oh. Which is just over the border. Man. And uh, Kiesel is here. They were carving. Oh, yeah. Right. 
but there's only a handful of us that build here small scale, right? Because it's so expensive to have shop space. Yeah. We're all operating out of our backyards and, you know, have some other form of income one way or another. For sure. Are you from the area originally? Yeah. Yeah. I moved all the way across the canyon from where I grew up. I feel like every time we have a pedal dude on, there's this community where pedal dudes all seem to know each other and get together and swap ideas. Do you find that with the guitar community at all? Mostly people are super cool. It's kind of good at making you feel like you're actually doing something. (laughs) You can get imposter syndrome going real good because you get so much positive feedback. (laughs) It's great. Beverages. Yes, Ed, beverages. I liked the little turnaround you did on that riff. I don't know if that was top of the dome or if that was a little pre-planned. Normally my shit is top of the dome. Yeah. That one I planned. It had such a cool little turn in there that like, man, what's John doing? That's yeah, with the diminished chord in there. Yeah, it's yeah good. diminished. Uh, Justin, are you drinking a beverage? I have two cans here of uh, Lime LaCroix. Oh, you know about the LaCroix. Do you know about LaCroix? I don't know details. I would say we're not into LaCroix, but I might have a LaCroix or two in my fridge. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I might have to admit, Ed, that yesterday Mm -hmm. I had a LaCroix. Yeah, and it was crazy delicious. It was good, even though it's perv water. Yeah. You never do the thing where you're like, oh, I like this whatever. I like this ketchup. I like this beverage. (laughs) Don't look up their CEO. That's a mistake. The LaCroix CEO has a private aircraft he flies around on, and he is in the habit of groping... Allegedly. Allegedly groping the pilots. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lovely coffee from our good friends over there in beautiful West Seattle, Hotwire... We need to welcome Hotwire to the fold. Yeah. They are hooking us up with the sweet, sweet coffees. We've reached the level where we're getting, you know, sponsored beverages. (laughs) All right. That's way overdue. The guy who owns Hotwire. Yeah. He is the drummer for the band Hobosexual. (laughs) I did not know that. Local musician. It's Jeff, right? He hasn't been in there when I've gone in, but now I've got the entry point. Now you've got a talking point. Yeah, exactly. That's great. And I've got a, you know, Huel protein drink. What about you? What do you got? I, too, have hot wire coffee and orange juice because it's refreshing. Crazy delicious. Yeah. Tell me about those pickups. How's that for a transition, a segue? (laughs) Super smooth. That's what the people come for. Yeah. So why'd you go for the guilds, Justin? Yeah, so that whole shape was sitting around looking at the guild kickstand guitars, like the S100. I really leaned into the Guild thing, you know, kind of made my own addition to that period and lineup of those guitars, which, you know, look and sound super cool. 
so on this one, I made a bunch of choices to just lean into the guild influence. Yeah. So those pickups are modern guilds. I don't know if they're late Fender or early Cordoba era, but they're repro pickups, the modern ones that you get on a guild that you'd buy off the rack today. Right. Sure. They're the smaller of the two sizes, kind of their mini home size. Right. They handle gain really nice. When you say that, it's like, oh, the kickstand guitar, 100%. But I get a lot of that weird style 70s import guitar vibe to it as well. Yeah, you know, a lot of my stuff has got 60s catalog DNA, Chicago boys, Japanese stuff. Yeah. And when Guild decides to go crazy in their history, they go pretty wacky. Sure. They never tried to be super subtle with their solid body line. Yeah. Right. They've always kind of gone for it. So, you know, you can do a lot there. All of my original shapes. Yeah. They're all a little bit pointy. I like the squared off upper bout. Yeah. Which can be very comfortable. I also really wanted that one to sit flat on the ground. <laughs> oh. It's something I've always admired about my BC Rich. Oh, man. Yeah. I am sitting it flat on the ground right now so Ed can see it. That's great. Yeah. Weirdly, for such a asymmetrical guitar, you got a lot of symmetry. In the back end. Yeah. A lot of ass symmetry. Also, That's there's fine. no hard edges on this. Every edge on this is rounded over. Right. Makes it real ergonomic. It just fits wherever you choose to play it. Yeah. If you go on MotanderGuitars.com, the configurations seem pretty broad. I really admire what other small builders like Saul Cole does, where he can take the shape and then do everything, you know, and stay inside the same shape. Yeah. Right. I can do whatever anybody wants inside those shapes. There's, I don't know, four or five sky scorchers you have pictured, and then we have a different one. And they are all clearly the same shape, but they are all clearly very different. You've got like a single pickup variant that's super cool. The ash one with the brown stain. Yes, that's the first one, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got a 70s guild in it. It is a, it is a ripper. Check out this fretboard, Ed. Look at the fret markers. They're sparkly red. Oh. Yeah. It's a synthetic opal. I get it imported from Australia. And the volume tone. Super cool knobs on this thing. I do like the uh, V and the T on it. Those knobs are made locally in El Cajon by a guy named Adam Forney. Uh, you can get his knobs on Reverb at Forney Custom. He machines all those one-off here in San Diego County. He does really cool stuff. You can get all kinds of colors. So I took those knobs and I threw them in my laser cutter and added the V and the T. Did you add the numbers on the knobs? No, he machines those, and they go to 11, all of them. <laughs> oh, I see that. <laughs> Perfect. You want to run the gamut on this thing, Ed? Lay it on me. If I go uh, full neck. Hit me with some jazz chords, John. Maybe hit me with some bridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that thing's got some sound. Yeah. And then uh, let's put ourselves back in the middle. What kind of trim is that? 
the trim is a Hagstrom style trim. It's a modern reproduction. I think it's the same one that Guild is using. And even the ones in the 70s were using Hagstrom. Yeah, that's what they used back in the day. So there's a thing with your guitars where you can look at them, and I think for the most part, you get the builder. Yep, that's that guy. Yes. Ed? Yeah. You mentioned when we came in that this thing has some white diagonal stripes that yep. say Sky Scorcher. Yep. Are you familiar with the Sky Scorcher? Yeah. The cool thing is if you go to Motander Guitars and you click on any of these designs, the inspiration you link out to a wiki or some website that gives you the history. The model names all have a San Diego connection. Oh, I was like, why is it so weird that there's like two planes and then there's like food references? Yeah, the connection is all local. Oh, man. There's food. There's a couple place names out in the backcountry. Yep. Ranchita and Isabel, which is for Santa Isabel, which is where you go to get a pie. Yep. The Sky Scorcher and the SM65 were both Convair products. San Diego, like where you guys are, was a big aerospace town. Yep. Convair became General Dynamics, became other companies eventually. Uh, it's where my dad worked. Oh, no kidding. The Employee Association ran a park across the street where I played when I was growing up quite a bit. Wow. It was called Missile Park because there was a giant yeah. Atlas rocket positioned in the front of the park. Whoa. That rocket was the SM-65. Oh, no kidding. Which is the numerical name for the Atlas rocket. Right. And the Sky Scorcher was a proposed product in the late 50s. Did they ever prototype it, do you know? I do not know much more than what I found on Wikipedia and some articles. But it was a nuclear air-to-air -air missile. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part on the Wikipedia page where they say, yeah, the military declined because they weren't too stoked to find out what would happen on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the Sky Scorcher missile also suffered from the fact that there would be significant effects on the ground. Oh, really? <laughs> Your dad, was he there in that period? No, my dad started working in the late 70s on F-16 test systems. Wow. I find myself really torn, you know, weapons of war I'm very not into in the idea but then in the actual design, I am so fascinated. You are a pro Sky Scorcher? Kind of. <laughs> Did you go into any of that? Any of the tech side of things there in San Diego? I am an optical engineer. Oh. I have worked in the defense industry. Enough said. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Would you care to tell us about your laser patent? Mm. So, yeah, I build lasers. Okay. That can be used for a lot of things, and that's a way of making a more powerful laser. Can they be used as weapons? When do we have the laser pistol? There are people working on direct energy. Oh, Ooh, right. direct energy. At one point, the Air Force was testing a 747-mounted laser to shoot down missiles in the air. Oh. You know, in the tinfoil hat circle, the Maui fires are too pointed to have been a natural occurrence, and so they are high-beam energy weapons that the U.S. is shooting from outer space for some reason. I don't know why they did that to Maui. Couldn't possibly be poorly maintained power lines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when did the guitar bug bite you? I've played since I was 13. I got 20 or more years in on it now. 
also, from spending too much time working on the computer, uh, had some really bad tendonitis. So I was getting into guitars, I had a little bit of money to spend, and there was just not a ton of options that were comfortable on my wrist. Huh. That was a big impetus to start trying to build some of the things that I wanted. And then I caught the bug in a big way. I'm still doing it. What was a primary focus for the health of your wrist? My right wrist was the worst one. I can't play a Telecaster or a Les Paul for more than a couple minutes before my wrist starts screaming. A hard edge yeah. at the top just sucks. I have a big problem with that, yeah. Is that why this top edge is beveled more than the bottom? Yes. Every guitar I make, unless I've specifically made it to not be for me, all have super comfortable forearm contour. Spend a bunch of time hand carving each one. I really want to interact with the whole thing as a smooth piece. Everything is contoured. Mostly with hand tools. You know, I can really dial in the shape I want. Right. I really am going to keep working at it till it feels right. What's the fretboard material? That fretboard is made of she-oak. She-oak. Which is a tree that was imported and is still being used in kind of parks and as a roadside shade tree, windbreak tree all around Southern California. It's kind of the better version of eucalyptus. Wow. It looks a lot like a pine tree. And that tree and others from the same mill, which is a lumber cycle here in San Diego County, those had to come down either because the tree was dying or because utility lines needed to be moved or altered or it was a risk to a structure. And so Lumber Cycle gets them, kiln dries them, and mills them for lumber. A lot of us are using that stuff. And that is probably the nicest she-oak fretboard I have seen. It's just a gorgeous piece of figured wood, and it grew right here. That's so cool. When you said you hand carve these things, is there much variance? Because it feels like if you're just kind of doing it by feel, oh, this one's narrower. Plus or minus, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is plus or minus, who cares? But every one has been cut from the same router template. Yeah. Uh, My process is kind of a hybrid of very traditional and modern. I don't have a CNC, but I do have a laser cutter. And so I can design everything in CAD and then knock out router templates. And after that, it's all built the same way that Leo would have done it. You've got a laser cutter. You're a laser engineer. You can tell us. It's just us here. Yeah. Have you souped up your laser? I have not. I don't want to avoid that warranty. <laughs> I was actually wanting to ask if you built it. No, the lasers I build are for different applications and have a different kind of power. Okay. I'm just having fun imagining that you've got an array of lasers all throughout the house. <laughs> the first time the neighbor turns his music up too loud, yeah. he's going to learn a little something. Yeah. I'm going to learn about the sky scorcher. <laughs> Do you have a bell curve on the sales, what people have gravitated towards? Sales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've built quite a few of these. Yeah, you know, I'm really still trying to get this off the ground. I'm an engineer. I'm not a marketer. That's a challenge for me. I did my first show this summer. Right now, different people gravitate towards different things. John, you were into that Sky Scorcher right away. Yeah, I honed in on it. Yeah. The SM65 grabs a lot of people. Yep. And I think because the Ranchita is pretty conventional, the double cut shape, there's a lot of people that grab onto that. 
Sky Scorcher, you know, is probably my favorite. You know, I'm a big guy, but I like a small guitar. <laughs> I don't know how to rationalize that. It's also real comfy and it looks super unique. Yeah, it totally does. Uh, Ed, yeah. did you get that picture I sent you? It's so cool. Justin the... created an artist's rendering of one of these he thinks you might like. Right. It's a 65, right? Yeah. Ugh. It's black. Check. It's got a touch to it. It's so great. There's a crow on the pick guard. <laughs> a crow on a branch with a moon rising. We'll put this rendering on the Insta. Are you kind of a one and done? Like you work on one and then you jump to the next? Or do you have like six, eight? There's five or six going at any one time. Okay. If it's really just you? Yeah. Even juggling six feels like a lot. The most fun part is the carpentry. So <laughs> you start knocking out that stuff. And then, you know, I want to make sure I have the next neck blank glued up and the next body ready to go. Once they get into paint, that's a whole nother <laughs> long period that can be weeks to months. What's the finish on this? That one is a water-based polyurethane. It's got a black base, but what you're seeing is a small metal flake in a navy blue. I had some decals made with the Sky Scorcher logo, in, and then that's all under another layer of clear poly. And all the painting you do as well in the backyard or? In the garage where I do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a professional painter, they do a professional job. I'm definitely still learning. I am noticing sort of a lack of black guitars, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> There's a lot of black guitars for you out there, Ed, and I'll do one. <laughs> You've got my pitch there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Hey, Ed. Yeah. This guitar is named after a failed air-to-air -air nuclear missile platform. Yeah. This one is a blue metal flake. Mm -hmm. It's asymmetrical, like the best of what Guild was doing in the 70s. Yep. The Motander Sky Scorcher. Buy or deny. We've got a guest on the show. What am I going to say, John? Come on. But barring that, I've got a picture on my phone right now of a guitar with a crow on it that's uh -huh. black. Ah. <laughs> uh. Suddenly, suddenly sudden, it's a buy. Suddenly I'm like, oh, there's a guitar with a crow on it and it's black. I don't know. I'm torn. I really like the Sky Scorcher, but I also really like the 65, which is what the drawing is of. I think I'm 65. That's my jam. Okay. Those are your caveats. Yeah. Bye. What about you, John? It's totally a buy. Yeah. I think the Sky Scorcher is my favorite because it does remind me of that guild stuff. And with these guild pickups. I don't know if I've heard anything that sounds bad with these pickups. Yeah. And all these little touches, like the knobs and switch tips that are anodized to match the artificial opal inlays. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool and quirky, like the best of the catalog stuff. Yeah. But, you know, with all the reliability of something that's built to play the right. Yeah. So it's a buy. Yeah. Throwing it out there, if people want to... Get one of these. You have a reverb shop and there's stuff getting posted to it pretty regularly. Are you taking orders? How's this work? Yeah. Get a hold of me. There's a contact form on the website or message me on Instagram. The guitar you're holding is for sale. Ooh. And I can give your listeners a great price on that one. 
Oh. And yeah, get in touch. Custom stuff, it's going to depend on what you want as to what it's going to cost. I've got probably the capacity to do eight to 10 a year. Limited one person operation, but I'm happy to hear from y'all. Six to eight a year. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm out three years now. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't happened for me yet, but yeah, I'm willing to deal with that problem when it comes. Exactly. So if you're looking at that guitar and you're thinking about ordering one, sooner is better. Yep. How'd we do, John? Oh, I don't know how we did, but Justin did fantastically. Yeah. Justin, what do you think, Ed, John? How'd we do? I think you guys did great today. Oh, my God. Among your best work. Even Ed? Yes. Even Ed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, fishing for compliments. That's our deal over here at the High Gain. You know, we got to thank you so much for doing this and for sending up a guitar, the Sky Scorcher. Get in contact with Justin if you want it. Yeah. Go to MotanderGuitars.com. M-O-T-A-N-D-E-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S dot C-O-M. Oh, that's it. (laughs) Your mother and I are so proud. (laughs) Are you also Motander Guitars on Instagram? I am, but I don't update that one much, so it's Justin Motander Jones on Instagram. Justin Motander Jones on Instagram. What are we, John? What are we? Yeah. We're the high gain on Instagram. Okay. And we are also running with the pack over there at the Ruinous Media Network of Music-Related Podcasts. Yeah. Justin, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Yeah, man, anytime. And Ed, thank you. It's my pleasure, John. You want to do it next week? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do that. Cool. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Will there be lasers? (laughs) (laughs) 